everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and joining us, as always, is the star of the show, Brent McIntosh. Happy New Year to you. And uh, Thank wow. you. Shame to you, Bryn. You said we had big things planned over the next few weeks, and you weren't kidding because we've got guests on this one. I like to bring in people that are even better at their jobs than I am, Bryn, and today is no different. We've got a couple of amazing mortgage specialists that I know. Joining us from Scotiabank is Dustin Moss and Keith Crossland today. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing, Brent? Brent? We're doing great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And, and I, I think that your profession is, is one of those things that a lot of people don't necessarily know what you do. And so I thought, let's take 20 minutes and break it down and find out why somebody might need a mortgage specialist rather than just walking into their local branch to get a mortgage for their next house. Sound good? Sounds really good. Excellent. Thanks for having us on. My pleasure. And thank you guys for looking after our clients. I highly recommend these two individuals. They are absolutely incredible at their job. Let's talk about 2020, first of all. Um, obviously a, a really unique year for almost everybody and no matter what they do for a living. How was your year? Overall, to be honest, we had a, we had a pretty successful year this year. Um, there was a lot of, of uh, people were a little bit concerned about what was going on in the start of the year when COVID kind of took, took hold of our economy and our lives. But um, as the year progressed, helped out, but I think by some lower interest rates in the market, we, we actually had a, a pretty busy second half of the year. So, uh, we were busy with refinances and switches, which is something mortgage specialists can help with. Um, and a lot of people, as I'm sure you can attest to, Brent, uh, started to, to buy and sell homes later in the year as well. So, Definitely. And, um, well, what does a mortgage specialist do, in a nutshell? Can you do it in, in a minute or two? <laughs> More mortgages. So it's, um, and that's really what sets us apart a bit, too, is, is we just specialize in mortgages. So everything from new purchases, refinancing homes, transferring your mortgage from one institution, um, you know, in, into Scotiabank. Um, that, that's it in a nutshell as we work with the clients right through all the financing pieces and whatever house they need financing on, we take care of it. And, and why should a buyer come to use your guys' services as opposed to going into their local branch? Give us yeah, maybe some of the differences. For sure. So the one the one big thing I'll, I'll sit there is that we just do mortgages. Um, that's it all day, all night, eat, sleep and breathe mortgages. <laughs> um, in the, in the branches, uh, of course they have a number of different things that they need to deal with and help clients with bank accounts, credit cards, investments. So, um, there's just a lot of things to, to focus on where they can't really be specialists in the one thing, you know, it's a right. the difference between your general doctor and, your specialist that you would go see. Um, so we've got, you know, a special set of skills, experiences, um, that kind of thing. Perfect. And I don't want to talk about rates in this podcast because I mean, those things are always changing. It's absolutely incredible how low rates really are right now. And I guess that's one of the advantages of somebody purchasing a property that you're, I, we've, I've never seen rates like this. I, I'm assuming the same for you gentlemen. Yeah, I've been with the bank for 12 years now, and I this is definitely all-time low, so uh, unprecedented. We, we don't know if it'll go any lower, but uh, yeah, it, either way you slice it, it's a good time to, to look at uh, real estate based on the rates. So. Hey, can you guys explain credit 
score to me? And is there a minimum credit score that you need? Because I've always been a little confused on that one. Yeah, I know it's a good question. Credit credit score can be a little bit of a moving target sometimes. Um, maybe to back up from the score itself is there's a credit report. And, and think of a credit report as your report card over the years of how you've utilized your credit. So, um, you know, a good credit score is going to be anywhere above 700 uh, as a beacon score. Once you get below 700, then we start to maybe get a little bit more concerned. Um, things that can affect your credit are going to be, first of all, and most importantly, your repayment history. So making sure any debt that you have, the payments are made on time. Um, some other factors people don't always consider, though, is, is the amount of total credit that you have. So if you have, you know, 20 different credit products, that can actually start to hurt your credit. Uh, and the other thing that might uh, kind of hurt you is, is if you have a high utilization. So if you have a credit card, for instance, with a, a limit of, of $10,000 and you're constantly carrying a balance of $9,900, even if your payments are on time and even if you don't go over that limit, those can, those can negatively affect your credit. So um, credit's one part of what we do and the score is one part. I've, I've had clients with higher credit ratings, but one particular blemish cause issues for them. I've had other clients in the process of rebuilding and the score might not be quite as high, but we can see the general trend and, and see they're taking the right steps and, and we're able to help them. So um, it's, it's an all-encompassing type of report and that's what we can do as specialists is kind of help our clients to, to guide them through that. Thanks, Keith. And uh, how about for somebody who's Joe Q Public, how does he find out what his credit score might be? So they've got a couple of different ways. Um, what they're best to do, honestly, is to check it on their own. So you can go directly to the credit bureaus. There's two major ones in Canada, Equifax and TransUnion. Uh, and they both have programs. You can go online, uh, set up accounts with them, or just get one single report. Uh, there's some other companies, too, that kind of back-end it, something like uh, Credit Karma. You can have an account with them, and you actually get constant reporting month to month. Uh, you can see how your credit score is trending, and it even gives you tips on how to you know, in, increase it or things that might be holding you back. And Dustin, anyway, does, does that cost them money, Dustin? Uh, it does in, in a lot of cases. Some of the products that they offer are free, but they don't give you the whole shebang of what you want. So, uh, okay. um, like, you can get a TransUnion report for free, but they're going to charge you to get, like, the actual score. So they'll yeah. give you some stuff, but, it, you know, this you've got to make a little bit of money. <laughs> Just one quick thing, too, I'll mention on credit is uh, Scotia actually um, opened up a, a new product with TransUnion. So if you have online banking with Scotia and you have online banking accounts with us, you can actually check your credit score through Scotia, through your online wow. mobile app, pretty much at any time. It uh, doesn't hurt your credit score, doesn't affect you in any way, but you can keep an eye on it that way as well. So. Okay, and you said that they can give you some tips. Give us some tips on maybe something to help improve your credit score. Sure. So things like utilization um, is a big factor in it. And we've seen a shift where it's becoming more important in the scoring metrics. And so what that is, is how much your balance is relative to the limit that you have. Okay. So that'll be one of the tips is get your balances down. If your credit card limits $5,000 and you owe $4,000, you are still within the limit, but it's going to score you at 80% utilized and it's going to push your score down. So if you can get that down under, you know, two grand, get it under the 50% mark is, is really where you want to start. The lower, the better. That's going to start to push your score higher. So that'll be one of the tips, though. 
pop up frequently. Perfect. So at the beginning of, of the process, you've got somebody who's looking to purchase a property and you're going to pre-qualify them for a mortgage. What do they need to provide to you? Well, we'll usually arrange a, a phone call or a, an introductory meeting. And, and basically what we'll be looking for from our clients is, is a, a snapshot of their financial situation. So um, we'll, we'll ask for some details regarding their employment, how long they've been there, um, how much money they're making, how they're paid, uh, is a large portion of their income bonuses or overtime, are they business for self. Um, we'll, we'll try to capture the information we need to determine the income they have and what they can expect to make moving forward. Um, we'll also take a look at the credit report as part of the pre-qualification. Um, we'll be interested in your balances and monthly payments as, as well as your repayment history in the past. Um, and then another big factor we'll also look at is your, your assets that you have. So not only the money for your down payment, but do you have money in, available in pensions? Do you have RSPs, tax-free savings accounts, those types of things? We want to we wanna aim to, to paint a nice picture of who you are and what situation you're in to then determine, you know, affordability and what we can do for a mortgage approval. Okay. And then obviously part of that approval, we'll use some insider terms here, GDS and PDS, um, something that perhaps the Americans didn't have in place for their big financial <laughs> crisis a few years back. Um, something yeah. that Canadians, are, 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 our mortgages are a lot more secure, obviously, here in Canada than, than the U.S., so maybe explain what a, a GDS or the gross debt service ratio and the, the total debt service ratio are to our listeners. Sure. So um, in general, they're measuring a similar um, metric, and that's really how much you're spending each month on debt relative to your monthly income. Uh, the difference being the gross debt service or the GDS is really measuring just the housing costs. So the mortgage, principal and interest payment, the property taxes, heat, condo fees. Uh, and the total debt service ratio is going to incorporate all of your other debts, your student loan payments, your car payment, um, credit cards, lines of credit, anything like that. So it's the overall number. And they're looking for a, a balance in both, and there are maximums kind of on both. Obviously, the, the maximum on the total debt service is higher than what's allowable on the, the gross debt service. Um, generally in the, in the 40% range for, um, the total debt service, a bit lower for the gross debt service into the, the mid to high thirties. Uh, it's tough to put a, a number on that. And obviously I don't want to commit to anything on here because it is dependent on your overall situation and what your credit score is like, what the history is like. And, and it is a bit of a moving target too. We saw changes this year with what's allowable right. from different institutions and, and, um, different default insurers. So. Hey, guys, how challenging is it right now? Because obviously these last two years in particular have, you know, there's people have had a lot of stress, right, and a lot of cash stress. So how challenging is that for you to, to try to partner up with somebody? Uh, it's, a good, it's a good point. Um, before COVID, what we, what we saw generally in the mortgage market was a tightening of the rules. Um, there was introductions of things like the stress test, which I'm sure people have heard talked about. Mm -hmm. um, the stress test basically means that, you know, five years ago, Canadians would have to qualify for the mortgage payment based on their actual interest rate. So if it was today, you know, rates of, you know, 1.8 to 2%, that kind of range, that's the payment we would use to qualify you. 
The stress test refers to the Bank of Canada and the, the government basically said, well, we're worried about when rates do start to rise. We don't want all these people to have to pay a higher rate and not be able to afford the mortgage. So even though the rates are at all-time lows, we're actually qualifying clients at 4.79% as of right now. Um, that that came in. They've, they've also changed how they calculate some of the existing debt that clients have. So, um, you know, if you have a credit card or a line of credit, you might have a monthly payment of 50 or $100. We actually have to, in most cases, use a much higher payment. So um, there was a, a general tightening of, of the market itself due to some concerns about the economy overall prior to COVID. What we're seeing with COVID is um, the, the biggest challenge we're facing is, is job loss and people having difficulty, uh, you know, maintaining employment. Um, the banks had to make it up as as everyone else was this summer. We were changing our policy sometimes almost on a weekly basis. We've kind of settled out now to a point where if you were employed prior to COVID, if you had a short layoff and now you're back to work, we'll kind of ignore the time you were you were laid off, generally speaking. Um, Moving forward, there's some general concerns about people who have had some difficulties maybe racking up some of their debt um, to get them through the tough times and um, and maybe having a little bit less overtime or less bonuses. So I, I don't know that we've seen the full effects of, of what's happened through COVID. Um, but at the same time, we're not kind of just black and white following the bank rules. The bank has been quite flexible in trying to see this situation for what it is and to help our clients out in general. So. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting uh, next couple of years, I think, to be honest. Wonderful. Uh, let's talk about high ratio mortgages. Um, the the public will will often refer to them as CMHC mortgages, but that's just one of the companies. There's two other private companies. Obviously, uh, the Canadian government helps out with the CMHC company. What are the other two companies called? So, um, one of them is Canada Guarantee. And the other one most people will know as Genworth Financial, and they actually just recently changed the name. They're now Sagan. Their uh, one arm got bought out or something like that. So a uh, bit of a new name, but everybody's going to know CMHC, Genworth, and Canada Guarantee. And a CMHC mortgage is, is for, obviously, a mortgage where somebody puts down less than 20%, but how much does it cost them for that insurance premium? Yeah, so it depends on a few factors, uh, how much that down payment is. So the premium they charge gets less as you put a little bit more down. So 5% is one thing. If you put 10% down, it'll drop a little bit, 15% again. Um, in general, it's going to be in, in between 28 to 4% of the mortgage amount. So and when is that due? So it's actually a policy to protect banks. So it's not something that's an insurance policy for the customer. It's right. a requirement for the customer to have. And there's yeah. a lot of misconception around that. But exactly. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a federal rule that says, listen, for the bank, you're going to lend money. You're going to need an insurance policy on this. And the cost, it's just the cost of doing business. It gets pushed to the client. Um, right. An important when, point is it's not an upfront cost out of pocket for the client. It, it, it is up front, but we just roll it into the mortgage loan. Okay. And who, who can purchase a home with only 5% down? Is that just for first-home buyers? No, another really good point. Um, so basically the rule is you can buy it for 5% down if you're buying a home for either your own personal use or family use or vacation property. Um, okay. It's not restricted to first-time home buyers, which is a common question we get. Um, you can actually own a home with 5% down, and if you want to buy a lake lot for the family or, you know, you have a son or daughter going to school, 
um, maybe out of at a, in a different city, you want to buy them a house to live in. You can buy that next house um, with five percent down as well. Um, where where you start to run into problems is if you're trying to buy investments or rental properties. Those will okay. require five percent because. Um, the government and the CMHC and the insurers will not insure a property that's being used for rental purposes. Yeah, so you've answered my next question. I was going to say, you know, how many properties can you own with just less than, than 20% down? But the answer is obviously uh, it has to be yours or, or somebody in your family's properties, and it can't be your investment property. That's correct. That's correct. Now, wh- one thing to mention, too, is if you own a home now and you want to buy a new primary residence, say so you're ready to, to upgrade or, or downgrade or move, you can yeah. buy the next property with 5% down, and if we're able to qualify, you can also hold on to the house you have now as a rental. That That is okay. a strategy some people will use. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, you have to be moving into the next house. Um, let's talk about pre-qualification or pre-approvals, and, and that's something where, where now you're leading back into my business, into the real estate world, where we often get our buyers to get pre-qualified prior to looking at properties. And so the, uh, will you guys provide a letter for that buyer to show that they can purchase a property in that price range so that they can show that to their real estate agent. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's a really crucial part of the whole, the whole process, obviously uh, is making sure that when you're out looking at homes, you're looking in the right price range. Um, Any sort of issues that need to be dealt with, you can get dealt with before writing the offer. It just makes that whole process smooth after the fact. So we'll definitely work with them. Uh, write a letter so you guys know, and, and then it helps to strengthen your negotiating position. Like crazy, and, and we love that when we can present a letter to the seller saying that, yes, that the buyer has been pre-qualified and, and uh, should be able to get the, the mortgage depending on, on the purchase price. Uh, well, we've, we've talked a little bit about mortgages. Let's talk about where you guys hang your hats at Scotiabank. Um, what's the differences or maybe some of the advantages that Scotiabank would offer versus some of the non-traditional lenders here in Canada? Uh, well, I, I think a big part of, of what Scotia has to offer is, is the brand recognition and the locations. Um, with us, you get a, both Dustin and I have a financial planning background, which I think helps us be better at our jobs as it is. Um, but once a client takes a mortgage with us, we're able to offer them a, a suite of other options to, to you know, uh, help them out financially. So whether that's new bank accounts, uh, different credit card options, uh, mutual fund investments, um, there's there's a whole gamut of things we can sort of offer beyond just the mortgage. Um, you also have brick and mortar locations. You can go if you have a problem, if you have a concern. Some of these smaller non-traditional lenders, if if you want to make changes after you funded, you're you reaching out to your broker or eventually ending up on a 1-800 number uh, trying to get a hold of someone. You never kind of get the same person twice. So um, I think that's a really big benefit that people have is they, is they have that reliability and something they can go to if they have questions. Just quickly, the other thing that Scotia is able to offer, I, I feel is one of the better products in the market is our uh, Scotia Total Equity Plan. Um, what this refers to is a plan where after you purchase the home, we actually set up a plan to be able to allow you to re-borrow money as you pay the mortgage down, up to 80% of the value of the home. Um, it's a great way to be able to have access to the money that you're putting down on your mortgage should an emergency arise or should you want to use that money for a down payment on another house, some renovations, uh, purchase the vehicle. So it's a way of accessing the money you put into the mortgage so you're not really losing that. Lots of banks have them, but Scotia's I think is really, really flexible. We can have multiple mortgages, multiple lines of credit, um, that kind of thing. So. 
differentiates from some of our big bank competition as well as, as some of the secondary uh, non-traditional lenders. Guys, I got to ask, what if I'm not a Scotia client currently? Can I still come to you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's no problem at all. Uh, you don't even have to switch your banking, honestly. You'd set up your your uh, mortgage with Scotia Bank. We would get you aligned with an advisor in a local branch that can obviously help you with anything going forward. Um, but the mortgage payments would just come out of your other bank account, wherever wherever it is. So it's not a, not an issue at all. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, let's talk about what would be a good referral for you? Who, who would be a great client to refer to you? Really anyone interested in buying a home. Um, we, we try to approach every situation and, and every client we're able to talk to from an advice point of view. Um, the common question we get a lot of times, especially from first-time buyers, is I don't know where I stand. I don't know if I can buy a house. Right. Um, so we're happy to talk to anybody and to provide that insight in terms of what we're looking at for down payment, income, credit rating, that kind of stuff. We can talk about using co-signers, gifted down payments. We have a lot of tools in our tool bag, uh, but we want to make sure that people are contacting us and, and, and getting the right advice up front. It's, it's the same as you, Brent. You want to have someone who's um, you know, talking to a realtor with, with experience, with professionalism that, that has been around for a while and, and seen the different uh, uh, lay of the land and, and things changing in the industry. So uh, we're happy to talk to anybody. Um, and, and like I said, we always try to approach it from a teaching and an advice point of view, uh, first and foremost. Wonderful. How do they, how do they get a hold of you? Um, well, we've got um, links through scotiabank.com. Um, we're, we're home financing advisors, HFA for short, and so there's actually a home financing advisor locator on there. You can go yeah. on, it'll have all of our contact info, email, phone number. Uh, we've obviously got business cards. We've got... Uh, you know, Facebook page going. You've got our cards. So obviously, those are making it out into the market. But <laughs> well, d- definitely, obviously, I, I I can't think of a better team to rep uh, to represent our buyers when they're looking for a mortgage. So again, it's Dustin Moss and Keith Crossland from Scotia Bank. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your insight today. I really appreciate you joining us here on our podcast. Yeah, thank, thank you, Brent. you, Brent. Thanks for having us. And thanks, Brent, for facilitating everything. Hey, no problem. Guys, hang tight. And, uh, Brent, before we disappear, we got to tell people how they can get a hold of you. You bet. You can reach our team directly at 780-464-0075 or find us on the web at www.macintoshgroup.ca. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh, obviously from the McIntosh Group at REMAX River City. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 